Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. And welcome to episode 57 of the Kaiju Cast. Uh, this is a bi monthly podcast, 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber suited foes. My name's Kyle, and across the desk from me is Heather. Hello. And uh, like I said, episode 57, but this is the first episode for May 2012. And uh, we're going to be talking to Bobby Kerno from idw publishing about the brand new godzilla title that's going to be released on may 23rd of this uh this fine fine very warm month it's really warm up here right now not to get into a whole weather report thing with you guys but um not just up here is in oregon but up here is in upstairs the kaiju headquarters yeah we have almost all of the lights out in here which makes for a a very dark recording (laughs) but uh it's kind of necessary because it gets too hot upstairs. If I if I smack my face into the microphone at any point, I apologize. It's just it's okay. I'll just edit that out. No, I won't. No. I won't do that. No. I don't do that anymore. No, I, it's, yeah. it's too much work. Uh, but you know, uh, we're gonna talk to Bobby about the comic. Uh, this is gonna be funny because actually, we're recording this on Monday, but I'm not doing the actual interview to Wednesday. So, you know. Heather's not really going to be part of it, unfortunately. I'm I'm going to have him clip in some some sound sound bites, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask some questions, and then he can just ask those questions actually. But then he can splice in mine, so it'll be like I was there. Yeah, I d- I really do just need to get a co-host soundboard for when you and or Jeff are not here. But uh, but that's then all. you'll never but then you'll never need me again. <laughs> 
Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's selling yourself short, Heather. Come you'll want to you'll want to refresh the soundboard eventually. Eventually, yeah. it's got to get it's got to get to some sort of point where you can just you not only not only I can tell, but the users can tell. Like, oh, that's that's just the soundboard. I've heard that exact same aha five different times on the podcast. So <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're going to just go ahead and uh, get rolling into some uh, audio and music. And I say audio because we're actually starting with something uh, that I wanted to play because I was flipping through a poster book and I saw something for the Mysterians and I was actually reading the poster, the U.S. poster to Tiger this weekend and I was like, oh, I got to play this on the next show. So without further ado, let's hear the U.S. audio trailer for the Mysterians. The Mysterians! The Mysterians! The Mysterians! You are now inside a flying saucer. Our destination, the planet Earth. We are the Mysterians. Our race is old, dying, our planet dead. Only you of Earth, you and your women, can give us life. And what we want, we take. Swooping down from outer space. Blowing up from the lower depths. The Mysterians. Creatures who knew the uttermost secrets of the atom before our planet was born. Love-hungry spacemen come to seize our women that their dying race may live. It started in the east. Soon it swept the west. The all-out horror of interplanetary war. See giant robots no earthly weapon can destroy rip a path of destruction across the land. See the forces of nature harnessed to the invader's will wipe entire cities from the face of the world. See the earth itself crumble beneath your feet. Mysterians, threatening our civilization with weapons beyond the belief of modern science. Flying ray guns that blast everything before them. An impregnable fortress that hides in the earth. Gamma rays that melt the heaviest armament. As men and machines disintegrate before your eyes. The Mysterians. What power can stop their ruthless advance? See the blazing holocaust of an earth gone mad. See on the giant screen in flaming color. The Mysterians.
Ghidorah is under our direction. He is sure to defeat your monsters. And I shall return after that. So prepare to surrender. And there you have it. So for those uh, audio files in the audience, uh, we started things off with the U.S. trailer for The Mysterians, the audio from that, which I love because it says, The Mysterians, over and over again. <laughs> and uh, then it was showdown between the three large monsters in Okinawa by Masaru Sato from Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, the 1974 version of that film. Uh, then there was King Ghidra attacks Fukuoka. That was from Godzilla vs. King Ghidra by Akira Ifukube. And then uh, we finished things off with a tiny little audio clip from Destroy All Monsters. And uh, that's it. That's what we're playing on the show. We've got a couple more songs later, but right now it's time to uh, play our interview with Bobby Curnow from IDW Publishing. We're talking about the new Godzilla series. I'm looking forward to it. Thank goodness. And joining us through Skype is Bobby Carnow from uh, IDW Publishing. Bobby, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me, Kyle. And uh, you are uh, going to be editing the books for the new Godzilla series. That is accurate, yeah. All right. So we're going to just talk to Bobby for a little while about this this new series, which which drops on May 23rd in all your local comic book shops. So make sure you go out there and check it out. Bobby, how did you get started at IDW Publishing? Uh, you know, I was a film student, uh, at NYU and I was kind of bopping around the film world. Um, and I've always been a big comic book nerd and basically it kind of dawned on me that, Hey, I can tell the stories I want to tell, uh, and be involved in a real significant way, um, for a lot less money, uh, in the comic book world. Um, so I started kind of sniffing around there, um, started self-producing my own books uh, and that all basically led me to wanting to learn more about the industry. And so I started as an intern uh, about three plus years back at IDW. Um, and I uh, just kind of wormed my way in there and uh, got hired and promoted and that kind of good stuff. So nice work, man. Yeah. Very, very good. <laughs> Worming your way into a, a, a comic company. That's, a, that's, a, that's an accomplishment I think a lot of people would like to take, care, take on for it, themselves. It takes a lot of blackmail. Nice, nice. <laughs> you got some good stuff on Ryle, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm oh, yeah, assuming. <laughs> Excellent. So for those who are, uh, for the unaware listeners out there, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you have done for the Godzilla series so far? Sure. Uh, the first thing I did was uh, organize the promotional covers that, uh, that was Chris Mowry's idea, um, guy at IDW uh, who works in production, and he's a writer too. Uh, he had the great idea of uh, having uh, incentive covers where Godzilla steps on uh, your comic book store. Um, and retailers really ate that up and it ended up being about, a, I want to say, like 91 or not, 90 odd something stores uh, signed up for that. And we had to do it all in about, uh, I think, about three weeks. Um, and uh, we got Matt Frank involved in that. And basically, I was the guy. Uh, getting it all approved by Toho and getting all the covers kind of to the retailer's uh, specifications. And that remains one of the hardest things I've ever done at IDW. Um, and from there, I, I started editing, because uh, it's still fairly early on in my career, I started editing the miniseries, uh, the first being the John Lehman 
uh, Alberto Ponticelli uh, miniseries Gangsters and Goliaths. And uh, after that, we did Legends. And uh, from there, uh, kind of uh, took over the ongoing and, uh, and our other upcoming mini- miniseries. Excellent. Well, if I haven't ever told you this, I'm a huge fan of Gangsters and Goliaths. I yeah, really, but- really love that series. Yeah, it's great. That was that was just a dream to work on, start to finish. It was a easy. John has just got so much great ideas, and Alberto really brought his A game. And that was just it was fun to get the scripts, fun to see the art come in, and fun to see the books come out. So that was a real dream project. I hope we can uh, we can do something with those guys again someday. Yeah, very cool. I I uh, I just this is uh, something more for listeners. I I know it just because I asked a comic book creator at one point. But what is involved with being a comic book editor? That's a good question. Um, basically, we're project managers. We're kind of a lot like a producer on a film. Uh, basically, we put the talent together, and uh, we set the schedule. Uh, then we pretty much make sure that the the ship is running on time. Uh, we set deadlines. Uh, we make sure the art's coming in on time. Uh, for a company like IDW that does a lot of licensed books, we uh, manage the relationship with the licensor and make sure they're happy and improving everything. Um, there's a bunch of little cogs in the machine, and uh, it's our job to make sure it's all going smoothly and uh, hopefully of, of good quality. So you were the editor uh, towards the end of Kingdom of Monsters, is that correct? Uh, no, I never, uh, never, never, never was on editor it? on that book. Okay. What, do you know why that series stopped at issue 12? Uh, the only real reason anything stops besides, uh, you know, a creator, uh, just dropping or something like that is, uh, is sales. Uh, you know, sales were kind of, uh, going down and, uh, they, they started to bottom out towards the end there. But, uh, basically we just thought, you know, this wasn't quite going in the direction, uh, that, that we'd like. And we'd like to try and start fresh, um, which is tricky because I think everyone pretty much agrees that uh, Jason Sciaramella, the writer who came on for the last four issues, he he was doing a good job and 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 I think really putting it in the in a good place. But uh, you know, sales just kept on dropping. Uh, you know, a lot is to be said for someone's how big someone's name is, and Jason's a really talented writer, and I recommend everyone pick up his series, uh, The Cape. Um, but uh, you know, I think retailers just didn't quite know who he was, and uh, and we lost some readers that way. Um, so you know, it, it seemed like a full year. We had a good we had a good full year of Kingdom of Monsters, and that story was uh, was wrapped up to a degree. And it seemed like a good time for a fresh start and uh, and kind of clean slate. Yeah, I I actually really enjoyed uh, Jason's uh, his work on the on the series. I was you know clearly I can understand like picking up the ball after uh you know someone with a like eric powell who has a giant uh you know direction for the book and picking up the ball with that and having to to really carry it as as far as he did i think he did a really good job and it's not an easy easy task i would imagine agreed yeah definitely um so what did you guys actually the idw team what did you guys see from godzilla kingdom of monsters that that made it successful as you know, what what did you like from that series? That's maybe going to carry over into this next Godzilla series. Well, I think uh, what worked really well is the the foundation, the fact that we have uh, we have all these monsters that we can work with, which is still new and and special in the comic book world. Uh, essentially, we've got the and we don't have all the monsters, but we basically have the entire Toho universe to work with. 
for the most part. You know, all, all the heavy hitters and uh, and a good deal of uh, of of fan favorites too. So I think that's what people really responded to is that this is a brand new universe full of amazing creatures, amazing characters uh, that can really go in so many different ways. It's such, it's inherently such a big story and it's interesting. It's apocalyptic. It's, it's dire stakes. And that's, those are things that people can really get interested in and, uh, and rally around. Uh, so I think that what, what we basically learned is that there's, there's a market for, uh, for these types of stories. Um, and, uh, and from there it was, it's pretty much just, uh, figuring out, you know, taking off our training wheels. Um, uh, you say, uh, what, what was successful about it? Um, and, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that there's things that weren't successful about it too. And things that we're hopefully, uh, approving upon, uh, a lot of that I think comes from it just being new. Uh, there's a learning curve with any relationship with a licensor, um, and that was definitely the case for Toho. Toho is a very unique company, and unlike—I mean, all of our licensors are unique, but they're definitely unlike anyone else. Um, we had to get used to how Godzilla, sort of the parameters of what Godzilla and the other monsters could be, how they could be drawn, and the types of stories we could tell. Um, so basically, I think we were finding our, our footing a lot um, with Kingdom of Monsters, and this is all kind of difficult for me because I'm an outsider, right? Uh, right. Uh, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't work involved indirectly in the book, so it's kind of weird for me to be saying what worked and what didn't. But this is sort of my outsider opinion. Yeah, I think that completely valid. You know, an outsider opinion. You, you're you're less outsider than I am for for, for, <laughs> right. for sure. Um, um, yeah, so, so, what has the reaction been from Godzilla fans to the different series, not just Kingdom of Monsters, but all the other little mini series like uh, Kingdom of Monsters, of course, and then Legends and and uh, Gangsters and Goliaths. Have, has, have you had a lot of positive feedback about those series? Yeah, definitely. It's it, comic books are so weird because sometimes the things that what you hear about uh, the most, the most enthusiastically, aren't the things that sell as well. Um, I guess that's the way for any any medium too. You you know, a critical darling in the film world won't necessarily be a, a blockbuster. Um, it seemed like fan sentiment really loved our miniseries. Um, and again, I hope that doesn't sound uh, egotistical since I was behind them. Um, we had, there's a lot of enthusiasm about Kingdom of Monsters, uh, but I think I think from the hardcore fans, which is who we hear from the most and who I kind of have keep tabs on, um, there there was some unhappiness uh, with Kingdom of Monsters kind of in, in the middle there, um, and I think that all kind of stems from what I was talking about before us finding our footing and getting used to what works and what doesn't. Right. And that's really hard to do on a deadline, uh, especially when, you know, we a book is done several months before it hits the stand. So there's always a kind of lag behind what we're hearing and, and what we're able to do. Um, but uh, I think I think fans really uh, uh, connected to Gangsters and Goliaths uh, just because that's such a unique story. It's, it was accessible, but still very much rooted in the Toho universe. And uh and the legends, we were able to dig a little bit deeper into individual stories. And I think, you know, if you're a huge fan of a of a property, you love to see spotlights on your favorite characters. And so I think, uh, you know, as as to be expected from different teams, uh, each book had a different uh, reaction. But uh, but overall, I think it was very positive. And I'm trying to bring some of the sensibilities 
from from those two mini series into the ongoing, um, mm-hmm. which I think basically translates to keeping a the big audience in mind, the big comic book audience in mind, while still you know tapping into what the hardcore fans really enjoy because usually the hardcore fans are tapping into what makes a property great. And that's important to kind of keep an eye on. Now, have you received a lot of feedback from, uh, not hardcore Godzilla fans, like just people who are just like comic book enthusiasts about, about the Godzilla series? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, not, not nearly as much, but, uh, but we get letters and I talk to people, uh, conventions and, uh, and we'll get the light. We'll get the occasional letter from someone who says, "I've never. I watched Godzilla once ten years ago, and I decided to check out the new book." Um, and uh, and yeah, I think for the most part, uh, a similar reaction. Um, it, the the stories that are that are accessible and have interesting story. I, I think Gangsters and Goliaths are the great example. You've got a a kind of archetype character, this grizzled uh, detective that everyone can kind of recognize. So there's something familiar, but then you throw them into something completely unfamiliar, uh, you know, throwing that kind of character into a world filled with, with kaiju. And that's, you're going to get some unique uh, possibilities out of that kind of story. And I think everyone uh, appreciates that blend of familiar and new. And new. Excellent. Very cool. So the, let's talk about the new series, this, uh, which is just titled Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, is, this is essentially uh, sort of a, a sequel to Godzilla Kingdom of Monsters, right? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, a pretty, a pretty distant sequel. Um, we don't have any of the same characters. Um, all the human characters are new, but it's set in the same world, and basically that allows us a uh, a lot of flexibility. Um, we've already established the monsters. Uh, we've established the world's first reaction. With that kind of stuff out of the way. Um, we can kind of have more fun and play a little bit and have more freedom. I kind of, I'm talking a lot about film, but it's Toho and Godzilla, so I think that's appropriate. Um, you know, you look at, a, uh, say, the Batman movies or a Spider-Man movie, um, you know, the first movies kind of lay the groundwork. And for me, at least, I always love the, the next movie, the second movie, where, okay, we've got the origin out of the way. We've got the, you know, the main characters established. Uh, now we can really just explore that stuff and have fun and take it in a new direction. So, you know, I'm not comparing this to The Dark Knight or anything, but I'd like to think <laughs> that this will have a similar approach that you know, we've hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed, knock on wood, we've, we've figured out what works and what doesn't a bit. Um, and we can take those lessons and, and uh, hopefully deliver a, a product that, that people really enjoy. Excellent. So is there a... Uh is there any kind of continuity between the two books? I mean, aside from the fact that uh, monsters, you know, appeared and devastated the world and people are getting their lives back together. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, not, not immediately. Um, we pretty much throw you into a brand new story at the beginning, but we're going to be coming right back to, I think the, the central question, the central mystery of the, of kingdom of monsters is why are these monsters here? Why have they risen? Uh, what is what are the are they mindless beasts? Are they just rampaging to rampage, or is there sort of a bigger purpose behind all this? And uh, we're going to be answering that question front and center um, as the series goes on. Um, so I think uh, I think that uh, some of the lingering mysteries are gonna are gonna be explored with that. Excellent. So the writer of this new series is uh, Dwayne Swierzynski. Am I saying that right? 
You said it perfectly. That's very impressive. I didn't the first time I said it. (laughs) It took me several times of messing it up (laughs) on the podcast. Uh, I still, uh, every time I write uh, his name in a promotional thing, I still have to double check the spelling on it. And every uh, every time we put a book to print, I'm like, "Ah, am I getting this right? How many vowels are in this name? (laughs) Save it to your clipboard, like permanently. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So for the listeners out there, um, in addition to uh, writing a number of novels, he's also pinned issues of the punisher and x-men and he's also doing the current new 52 run of birds of prey for dc um bobby how did Dwayne get involved with this series well uh we've got a lot of fans of him i haven't i hadn't actually read any of his novels when he first kind of got involved with uh, idw but we had a couple people here at idw who were uh fans of him um and we were putting together our, our infestation crossover event, our second one, and we were kind of looking for a guiding hand uh, with that, someone to kind of, a writer to keep track of the big picture and uh, and write some of those issues. And uh, and Dwayne was all for that. And uh, I was uh, I was the editor, I was sort of the overseeing editor of that book, and that I, I think I edited about nine of those 12 books. And, um, and so I worked with him on that, and... That guy is just awesome. He's easy to work with. His scripts are just entertaining and accessible and thought-provoking. And, you know, I just re- I, I look f- forward to reading a script. Sometimes, sometimes writers write a script and it'll turn into a really good book, but it's kind of a slog to go through um, just because, you know, you have to read the panel descriptions, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you have to look at it for copy edits, all that kind of stuff that an editor has to do. Um but Dwayne's I always really look forward to. Um, so long story short, he's a really good writer. Um, and after, and when I was working on Infestation, we were planning uh, this next series. And so I was enjoying those scripts. So uh, I, it made sense for me to just go, hey, have you any interest in Godzilla? And he goes, yeah, I, I was a huge Godzilla fan. And uh, and he loves the, he loves the universe and uh, he's got, fun idea so he pitched something um other people pitched stuff too but um you know i think that was he really hit on what we were looking for and what kind of where toho was thinking too and it just it made it made a lot of sense um we had a lot of good pitches and it wasn't an easy decision but uh but uh it was it was it was it was a clear winner in, in my book very cool very cool so uh the artist from that new series is was the was also the artist from the Rodan issue of Godzilla Legends, uh, Simon Gain. And uh, while I was kind of lukewarm on his work from that particular issue, I what I've seen from this new series, I am happy to say that I really, really like what he's doing. I like his style. And uh, so how did he get involved with, with the Godzilla series, with Legends? Cool. Well, I'm really, uh, I'm really glad to hear you say that because I've, you know, it's funny. Uh, I had no idea how anyone was going to react to any of the Legends issues. Um, and, and, you know, I think fan sentiment kind of had a number two was, was the one that people were kind of, you know, scratching their heads about a little bit. And they're all my babies. I loved them all equally. I was sure that uh, everyone was going to hate mine. Um, but uh, so I'm glad to hear you say that because I think, I think Simon got a little bit of a didn't quite get the recognition he deserved there. And there's something to be said that you know, it was this first time drawing uh, big monsters, and there's always a learning curve. And uh, hopefully, you'll agree that he's he's mastering that learning curve, even from the first issue to the second issue. He's he's really ramping it up every issue. Um, but essentially, uh, to answer your question, uh, I've been a fan of his for a while. Um, 
John Vankin, who wrote the second issue, he actually uh, he was an editor at Vertigo and worked at, at uh, worked with Simon on some Vertigo books, and uh, recommended him. And I was familiar with him, and but that kind of made me look back at his work and go, "Wow, this would be kind of a crazy, weird take." He, you know, his past work doesn't <laughs> automatically scream uh, giant monsters like uh, like some of the other artists did. Um, so, and I like to I like to try and put curveballs on things whenever I can and explore new p- possibilities. I love so many different types of art that, uh, uh, you know, I, I like to have an opportunity to to use different types of art. And Legends was the perfect project to do that on. Um, and uh, so that's how he kind of got that gig. And uh, and I loved it. I love the detail detail of it. I love how he's both simultaneously realistic but kind of cartoony. Um, and as we were talking, as I was talking to Dwayne about it, uh, about the new Godzilla book and kind of our approach to it, um, and kind of how it's a, it's a big, giant 80s action movie, um, I like to call it a smart action movie, um, I could just really see uh, Simon's kind of European sensibilities kind of come to it. I kind of look at a movie like... Um, like the transporter or um, or run Lolo run kind of action movies that have some of a little bit of a European uh, sensibility to it, and I, I thought he'd kind of bring that to the book, uh, something that isn't classic American blockbuster, but still has tons of great action and uh, and cool character designs, and uh, so yeah, and, and I really think he's delivering. Excellent. Well, uh, do you want to say anything else specifically about this series? I don't want you to give anything away. I mean, I've I've read the first. Uh, first two issues and they were great um but the i think readers are going to be a little uh i think they're going to be definitely happy with the monster action for one cool but they'll probably be a little thrown at first a little uh that there is a there's a definitive crew of humans in a sense that there were gonna it seems like we're going to follow where kingdom of monsters really didn't have that so much i mean eventually you got to the point where you were uh, following the guy from the army and and the little girl, but this new series seems like uh, almost I don't want to I don't want to liken it to G Force, but it almost seems like you've got this task force, and uh, they're going to be you know taking the next step and defending people and you know stopping trying to stop the monsters. It, are are we going to see them throughout the? You think they're going to be a, propelled throughout the whole series? Uh, definitely, yeah. Although I can't uh, promise that all of them will survive, um, but yeah, and I'm glad you brought up Kingdom Monsters and going back to kind of what worked and what didn't. Uh, Kingdom Monsters. I think you hit the nail on the head uh, that I think we could have established a central protagonist for that book a little bit sooner. Um, and yeah, I understand why why they did it the way they did it. I mean, you, the monsters take up so much action, and they should be. Uh, kind of front and center when you're establishing that universe, but I think a byproduct of that was that there was no one really to root for um, right away, um, and so that was a definite part of our thinking here is to have some uh, some characters, not necessarily good guys. Um, they definitely have some selfish motivations uh, going on, but hopefully they're they're interesting and exciting, um, and hopefully they're dynamic. Hopefully they you're going to see them evolve as the series goes on. Um, so yeah, I, mean, I think that's that's a, that's the main thing I'd say is that there's there's a human focus that I, I'm not sure was present in Kingdom of Monsters. Um, you know, the monsters are the stars, and I hope we're doing them justice. Justice, but uh, 
hopefully, even if you don't like uh, monster movies at all, I don't know why you'd be reading Godzilla comic. That sounds uh, ludicrous. In that case, but, uh, <laughs> why would you not like monster movies? Exactly. If you're some sort of uh, mutant, I guess. Um, but yeah, hopefully, if you don't like that, you can still appreciate the, the human drama and story that's going on. So what would you say to Godzilla fans that maybe you know, haven't gotten into the, the, the current ID and, and pre-existing IDW Godzilla series, maybe because they've been reading negative things online. What would you say to those fans to bring them in and say, Hey, you know, this is, we're, we're doing a little reboot here and this is, this is good stuff. You should, you should read it. Um, I guess I'd say if, uh, if you're familiar with all of the Godzilla books and you liked, uh, Gangster and Goliath and you liked, uh, Legends, um, I'm, I'm really trying to bring the same sensibility, um, the right balance of char- between character and monsters um, to, to this book. I think, you know, as going back to the film analogy, if I'm the producer, I, I'm kind of picking um, people that have that, or kind of have that same sensibility. Um, and I think I'm really <laughs> overselling what I do to this book. Um, I really kind of just nudge things along. It's really the the creative talent. It's really Dwayne and Simon and Rhonda and and Chris Chris Maury, who's uh, just has tons of great ideas and adds so much to the design of the book. Um, you know, it's it's really it's really them telling a a story that that builds off what. Yeah, it's 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 we're using that same sensibility we had for the miniseries, and uh, we uh, at the same time we're learning from what came before and hopefully improving on it. So if you didn't like what came before, um, you know I'd say hey, we've definitely been paying attention and we're we're giving another shot. And if you like the miniseries, then definitely come on board. And if you're not familiar with uh, if you haven't read any of the Godzilla books, um, yeah, I'd say just uh, just a. Uh, Check out the first issue, and if it's not for you, then hey, thanks for thanks for giving it a shot. But um, hopefully, hopefully, you'll be hooked and and like what you're seeing and stay on board for the ride. Very cool. So, uh, Godzilla is not the only new series. There's a mini series from James Stoko coming up. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, that's, that's not till the, August, though, right? Uh, no, that's correct. Uh, but it's it's the first couple issues are done, and uh, that's. That's kind of one of the books I think I want to put in my uh, t- to be buried with in my editorial tomb. Um, it, and that book is just right aimed exactly at my personal sensibilities. Um, I don't do anything really for that book, but just you know, kind of move files around. Um, that's just one hundred percent James. Uh, you know, back way back when when I was working on Gangsters and Goliaths, and uh, I was looking for cover artists, and I was kind of looking around at different artists. Um, I just typed in a Google search Godzilla art and uh, James Stokoe's um, World War G. He did like a five page uh, comic, uh, Godzilla comic. Um, James is so weird. He just like, for the heck of it, just will do six, eight page comics or much longer that he has no intention of printing. He did, um, he did a book called Spider-Nam, which is a uh, Spider-Man in Vietnam, um, which is just, you know, we'll never see the light of day. Marvel will never let that happen, but he just, Got a kick out of it and did it. Um, so anyway, I saw that uh, that Godzilla comic and I was like, "Holy crap, this is really good!" And plus, I had just start Orkstein, his uh, image book had just come out, and there's just so much creativity oozing out of every panel um, that he does. And plus, his stories are just fun and you know exciting. Uh, yeah, I saw a little bit of 
uh, it's a few pages from Orkstein, and I have to say the guy's definitely a very talented artist. Uh, he's uh, he's put so much stuff into the design of the characters and and what they're wearing and what they're holding and the weapons and everything. It just really it's pretty impressive to see it. If uh, if a listener, if you guys are out there listening and you're interested in in uh, seeing more of James's work, check out Orkstein. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's no one like him. No one has work that looks like him. Um, and, uh, you know, if it wasn't obvious from the fact that he uh, just did a six-page Godzilla comic for for the kick of it, he's a huge, huge Godzilla fan. He lives and breathes his stuff. Um, and uh, it, it's really it's really apparent. Um, like, uh, like Dwayne, Dwayne grew up with uh, Godzilla, but there's a little bit of a, hey, here's kind of what happened in the past 10 years of Godzilla. Um, and that's not the case... Uh, with uh with james james has been on top of every single movie that comes out and you're really going to see tons of of nods and fun stuff um throughout that series that uh i i think i think that's going to be a, a really fun one for uh for the hardcore godzilla fans very cool very cool well uh i think that pretty much covers everything man um uh, so once again just to reiterate godzilla the brand new uh series from idw comes out May 23rd, so make sure you hit your local comic book shops and check that out. And Bobby, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you very much. Thanks for letting me ramble like I do. Oh, my pleasure, man. (laughs) And (laughs) uh, hopefully I'll see you sometime sooner to con. Yeah, definitely. Come to San Diego if you can. I unfortunately can't, but (laughs) (laughs) some other time, man. We'll work it out sometime. All right, thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks very much. Bye. Ah, that Bobby. What a nice guy. I'm really glad that I uh, got to talk to him. Me too. Yeah, I figured, you know, you would be uh, affected similar- similarly. I uh, especially <laughs> like the part where he told us how the whole comic ends. So. <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick music break here, and then we'll be back with the news.
United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. Yes, yes. Thank you, Eric Carter, and your <laughs> effervescent news personality from the UN newsroom. Uh, we don't have a lot to discuss for news this month. Um, basically, just a few few little stories here. First and foremost, uh, on Turner Classic Movies, the cable channel, which I'm sure many of you are subscribed to, they're going to start showing some uh, monster movies June 15th. That includes the original Godzilla, I Rodan. Love Turner Classic Movies. It's a good channel. It is. Channel. Uh, so that includes Godzilla, Rodan, the original Mothra, as well, as far as you know, giant monster movies go. Um, additionally, they're also going to show some other Toho films, uh, The H-Man, The Manster, The Green Slime, which actually I don't know, I can't remember if that's Toho or not, but it probably is. Anyway, and uh, Japanese horror film House, otherwise known as Hausu. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that's how it's listed in there <laughs> on their website. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, that's just one of those times where I'm pretty sure that it's actually just Japanese people making fun of us you know like and how do you say house <laughs> <laughs> no it's like bad reverse translation yeah no i know <laughs> uh you know like ringu one right. of my pet peeves and then um additionally another story is uh this company called sh monster arts which you know godzilla fans are are familiar with their extremely expensive godzilla figures that are highly articulated that i happen to be playing with right now right in front of me holding finn's leg Long story. Finn's janky, janky leg. And then, um, so anyway, this these uh, really awesome figures are, aside from being really awesome, highly articulated and very expensive if you buy them in their, you know, local comic book shop. Which uh, uh, two of those three things that you said are awesome. Yes, true. Yes, two. Two of the three, which yeah. isn't bad, but that but third one's such a kicker. One. <laughs> That's the kicker. Kicker right in the wallet. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if you buy them through your local comic book shop, they're probably probably going to be about 80 75 to like 100 bucks depending on your your comic book shop and how how much they love or hate you we love you guys and uh anyway so the they have officially announced that they are going to have a san diego comic-con exclusive and it is their godzilla figure a lot of people thought it was going to be burning godzilla from godzilla versus destroyer when he shows up and he's got patches of glowing red skin uh there was a photo it's like heartburn Godzilla. Yes, exactly. Kneading Tums Godzilla. Mm-hmm. My favorite, one of my favorite designs, actually, it's is, the, is the burning Godzilla. Uh, but as it turns out, they announced it this last week that it's going to be Meltdown Godzilla. So if you're familiar with uh, Godzilla versus Destroya, it's actually from when he's melting down. So he, instead of it, him having uh, the black skin... He's going to be nothing but orange and red and... Uh, translucent? I think some translucence, <laughs> which makes me do that. I go, wee! So, <laughs> Kyle and I kind of love the translucence. It's, uh, it's, uh, I like it. So what can I say? It's uh, good stuff and <laughs> makes it more interesting to me. But that has to have a reason, you guys. You can't just have like clear blue Godzilla for no reason. You know, it has to have tie into the story somehow for me. You wouldn't buy clear blue Godzilla if you found him? 
I think I did, actually. Oh. I already did that. <laughs> Wait, he's behind you. But he's frozen. The deal is there. He's frozen in a giant ice thing, so that's why he's... Anyway. I believe you meant to say, um, you see... I actually... <laughs> anyway, I'm uh, getting too far into this, but uh, the bonus is that it's only 55 bucks. So if you happen to be going to San Diego Comic-Con and you're a Godzilla fan, make sure you stop by the... Um, the booth, uh, oh man, I want to say Tamashi Arts. I'm going to look that up. Heather Talk. Well, I was just going to, I was actually going to say that if you do stop by there though, make sure and first ask, uh, you guys still have one for Kyle, right? Because <laughs> you can't buy them all because Kyle has to have one. So the, them's the rules. <laughs> the official, I think I'm going to get one. Uh, a friend of mine, friend of the show. Kevin is mm-hmm. going to hook mm-hmm. me up, I think. Okay, so you, b- before you go to the booth, the, or when you go to the booth, make sure and say, has Kevin picked up Kyle's Godzilla go. yet? Because if you only have one, then that one has to stay, because that, that one's for Kyle. I thought about like emailing them back and say, because they, they alerted me that they have a Facebook thing going on. So uh, this company is called Bluefin Tamashi Nations USA, which is why I couldn't remember the title. But uh, they fair. are the official U.S. distributor of the SH Monster Arts figures, and they um, emailed me and said, hey, you know, we're running this sort of promotion for the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Please to tell your listeners. And so I, I just want to be like, yeah, you know, I told my listeners. Doing it right now, actually. Feel free to send me some uh, figures for review, if you know what I mean. <laughs> that means Absolute, crashing them yeah. into each other and roaring. Absolutely right? not That's joking. <laughs> um, I would Smash, uh, smash. That's the, this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Smash. Reviewing. Reviewing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it'd be like, the articulation on these figures is splendid. A-plus articulation. Smash, smash. Smash, smash. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, definitely check that out. I have a link in the show notes to, of course, these stories, as we always do. Um, last but not least, as far as the news goes, if you recall the live show that we did in December, we played a song from... Uh, upcoming i'm doing air quotes upcoming uh album called kodoja uh it was an instrumental sort of had some drums behind it and it sounded kind of like it should be monster monster movie music and um it was called terror mountain showdown we are actually going to play that a little bit later but that album is finally getting released make sure you check that out i'll have a link in the show notes and it will be available on june 1st and uh, I am looking very, very much looking forward to uh, hearing how that album turned out because I really like that song. And um, that's it. That's pretty much what we have for news. I mean, obviously pick up the new Godzilla series when you go to your local comic book shop on May 23rd. That's going to be a good buy. Uh, but let's move on to some local events. <clears throat> no sounder. Oh. Still no sounder. No, we need that. You know who You know who we should have make you a... Sounder? Keelan? Pontoni? Oh, well, now I'm going to say yes to that, because, oh. yes, that. Who are you going to say? Never mind. Oh, who are Keelan. you going to say? No, I was totally going to say Keelan, because, of he course... He listen to this show. <laughs> who are you going to say? Cable. Cable. Oh, does he do stuff like that? Well, I mean, he has this fantastic voice. Yes, he does have a fantastic voice. He he did the lovely intro to the Rick Emerson Oh, I haven't heard it. Oh. Hmm. 
Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Hi, Cable. <laughs> cable does occasionally listen to I was going to say, in case they're listening, hi, Cable and Merrick. And Merrick, yeah. Uh, but moving on to local events, we normally read things off of geekportland.com. So, Which uh, is awesome, and you should check it out if you're anywhere in the area. Absolutely. I was going to say that, uh, but Heather did it for me. So, That's what I'm here uh, for. We're going to do things a little differently because we don't have that much time to spend. Basically, there are two gross... <laughs> two local events <laughs> i drank a soda before i started recording and it came back to haunt me uh there are two local events that we're we're really promoting here the first happens this weekend and it is the geek olympathon we talked about this last month the geek olympathon is a one day event which heather is sad about but we can talk about that later uh <laughs> it's a one-day event where a bunch of geeky teams get together and they compete in like really cool different uh <sighs> games essentially so last year there was a find the pirates where the the pdxr crew was tweeting like where they were and you had to find them and the first person to find them got a gold medal the second person silver and we're not talking like find them in a building we're talking like find them in the entire city of portland like track yeah. them down yeah it was cool and uh then there was uh, floating world comics had this crazy thing where you had to fling a um a boarded bagged and boarded comic into a box that was like 30 feet away and uh we were not good at that no we we sucked <laughs> we at did. that we were terrible we were great during practice we were we were terrible in the actual in the we were like oh that that first time that was the real one that wasn't a practice shot yeah no. so uh it's just there's a ton of games Un untangling uh oh yeah untang controllers yeah, yeah you've got a ton of controllers that you've got to untie and then figure out which one is the correct one for your console and then you've got to play through the game that's on the console you've got to play through the first round and yeah i believe that one's back again this year uh i'm not sure if that one's back is but it oh ground control i guess you would be the one to ground control is yeah i'm actually on the committee for organizing the the olympathon this year one of the many things that i took on and i'm not i don't want to say i'm regretting it but <laughs> <laughs> let's just say let's just Kyle's, say i laughed Kyle's at you plate is so full right, right. now and I, uh, uh i your your cup and your plate are, are both runneth over. Runneth over all over the all over the table, creating a mess. Sounds sticky. Anyway, we uh, I, ha I have a team <laughs> this year. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, it's going to be sorry. a lot of fun. I'm if you sorry. if you're in town, you've got to you've got to compete. And the the grand prize for the big the big win is five tickets to PAX, which is pretty amazing. With hotel. With hotel as well. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Hotel and tickets to the event. So make sure you check out the Geek Olympathon, and I'll have a link in the show notes to that. And uh, register your team. They'll, they're actually accepting registrations all through the week and on Saturday as well. Saturday, which is the 19th, the day of the event. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm going to move on, though. Okay. Let's, let's talk about Wonder Northwest. Let's do that. It'd be a good idea, because yeah. Wonder Northwest is not this upcoming weekend, not the 19th and whatever. It's the 26th and 27th. Of, of so it's next weekend and it's going to be awesome yes uh, we talked about this a little bit last episode as well uh, I'm organizing the panels so there's going to be some really great panels uh, Periscope Studios is going to be there uh, Justin and Ian are doing a gaming panel yes um, I'm uh, there's going to be another podcasting panel which went over so well last year uh, if you're interested at all in podcasting definitely check it out 
All of the panels are actually... Your listeners aren't interested in podcasting. What are you talking about? They can be interested in podcasting, just not doing a Godzilla podcast. Um, You know, don't do that. Don't don't be my competition. No. (laughs) That'll force me to up my production values more. Then we will break you. (laughs) I get really competitive. I get really competitive. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, that is happening May 26th and 27th here in Portland. And uh, definitely check it out if you're in the area. If you're not in the area, if you, you know, you're you just sort of near the area, you should definitely come. Specifically, I would really like you to come to the live KaijuCast recording at 1 p.m. on Sunday. It'd be yes. freaking awesome if we had some KaijuCast fans in the audience, uh, people that could... Uh, respond back when questions are asked or ask their own questions. I think what's going to happen is we're going to, Heather and Jeff and I are going to be up on this, on the stage and there's going to be a microphone in the audience. That's what I want to happen. So since I'm organizing the panels, I have an in and uh, I'm going to try and make that happen. And basically we're going to record an episode right there, right in front of you guys. So it should be a lot of fun. Or awkward. Yeah, it could be awkward. Right. One, Who knows? one of the two. Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. And uh, yeah. And so. it just got awkward. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just we're going to keep it PG. Yes. Family friendly. Right. As we like to do. So uh, that's it for the local events. Yes. If you want to, if you're in town, you want to see geeky stuff. Uh, if you want to come to Portland and check out our geeky stuff, go to geekportland.com and uh Really, you should do that because Kenna's website is amazing. It's true. Uh, and I have one more event. It's not local to talk about. And this is uh, June 16th down in the Bay Area. My stomping grounds. San Leandro, I believe is technically what we said. San Leandro? Did you just say so. Stan Leandro? Stan Lee Andro? Yeah. That's... No, San Leandro. Yes. Uh, at the historic Bow Theater, Bay Area Film Events is putting on a double feature of King Kong versus Godzilla and Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidra, Giant Monsters All Out Attack. And it is bound to be an awesome night because not only are they doing the movies, not only uh, are they uh, bringing in guests... But, I mean, should be top build, but Kyle Yount of the Kaiju Cast is going to be there doing some podcasting. I'm just kidding about the top build thing, but um, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, let me just tell you what they're doing. They have, of course, as I scroll right past it, yes, they have uh, a lot of things going on. Um, they're going to have a presentation from Ed Gojuseski. Uh, fans know him as a Godzilla historian, as well as Steve Rifle, another Godzilla historian. Um, that is why I can't see it. Man, I really hate this new Facebook thing. The Facebook timeline is super stupid. Um, anyway. <laughs> All right, where was I? So we're going to have uh, at this uh, screening, this event actually is what it is. It's a big, big event down in uh, at the historic Bal Theater. There will be uh, Godzilla expert Ed Gojuseski, Godzilla expert Steve Rifle, uh, monster suit maker from Sci-Fi Channel's Monster Man, Cleve Hall, is going to be there. And uh, also, they have, uh, in the Bay Area, they have KOFY's Movie Times, Balrock, who's like a horror host there. He's going to be at the show. They might have a surf band 
playing some Godzilla music. Not set in stone yet, of course. And uh, like I said, I'm going to be there recording a uh, live pod, live recording of Podgastry. And uh, and you know what else they're having, Heather? They're they're having a um, kimono. My house is going to be there selling toys. Mm. Uh, there's going to be some other tables there. They invited me to have a table and I'm like, that's great, but I don't really, I'm not selling anything. So I will be bringing down stickers and probably some crafty button stuff like we had at the, uh, the Hollywood theater up here, which this is all of course in celebration of the, uh, anniversary. Yeah. Of, the 50th anniversary yeah. of King Kong versus Godzilla. Thank you of for, course. for reminding me. Um, and they're also going to have an art auction which. Mm-hmm. uh, so they're asking artists to create the big swing. So I don't know if you can see that poster on the far oh, yeah, yeah. right over there, left over there. That's called the big swing. Right. And uh, so they're asking artists to create their own version of that. Are and you going to do one? Yes, I am. Oh. Yes, I am. I'm going to draw one up. I've already Are you going to leave all your dollars it. at home in case there's amazing ones there? No, I'm not going to leave all my dollars at home because that's the beginning of our vacation to mm. San Francisco. I've got to take all of my dollars with me. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> I have to in order to make it back up to Portland. Um my parents would keep you. Oh, that's really nice. Oh, so if you're in the area, if you're near San Francisco, if you're anywhere around the Bay, yeah, uh, specifically if you Bay. listen to the show, uh, but but also sort of specifically if you just like Godzilla, and specifically if your name is Len Taguchi, you really need to come to this event and uh, and say hello at least, and talk my mom into going too, because yeah. my mom and dad should go too, but. For- for hi, sure. Hi, Len. Hi, Len. Tickets are not that expensive. I'll have a link in the show notes to the TicketLeap.com website where you can actually buy your tickets for the event. And that uh, Battle Theater is located at 14808 East 14th Street, San Leandro, California, 94578. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to pretty much do it for this episode. Oh. Um, well, we're going to say the stuff at the bottom. Oh, that's right. There is yeah. something else. So that's the 16th. Yes. I don't say this. I think, didn't you say that? Didn't N- you say the 16th? I said the 16th. That is the 16th, but there's something going on in the 17th. Because yes. I'm going to be in San Francisco, we're going to have a listener party. I'm going to have a listener party. Uh, I don't know where yet. I need to find a bar in San Francisco, but that's this will be Sunday the 17th, probably starting around 7 p.m. I'll find a bar, go have some beers. Uh, I'll have a link. Actually, I will have a link to a Facebook event page so i'll set that up so that people can can uh can sign up and tell me they're going because i got to find a place to go so hopefully if you're in the san francisco area and you have some suggestions for you know nice easygoing bars where people can talk and they have beer and mixed drinks that aren't like costing an arm and a leg i will find you a place okay awesome thank you heather so just got to look for a bar. Hopefully there will be some suggestions and uh, we can find a good place where we can have some beers and some mixed drinks and just sit back and talk about Godzilla. should be a lot of fun. That'll be Sunday, June 17th. And uh, <laughs> keep an eye out for on the Facebook page for the event details on that. And uh, that's pretty much it. We're going to wrap things up here. I did want to just very quickly... Uh, thank everyone who's left positive reviews on iTunes. I really appreciate it. Keep them coming. I'd like to see um, see if it if it has a, a positive effect on uh, on that. And if you know anybody that likes Godzilla and they don't listen to the show, 
share the show share the show we need more ears for for you know world domination so um i would like to get more listeners and i don't know really what that it doesn't equate to anything for me i just you know i just want to reach as many people as possible i don't want godzilla fans to say what's a ki- what's a kaiju cast right that would be that would be unfortunate Especially since, you know, part of the World Domination Tour involves uh, Portland and, or Seattle earlier in Portland and uh, San Leandro, yes. San Francisco, and uh, later this year, uh, Chicago at G-Fest. That's right. Yes, that's right. Live shows from almost all of those places, almost. Three out of five ain't bad, whatever. Anyway, so... Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Leave some more feedback. Thanks again for, for that. I really appreciate it. And thanks for people sending in positive thoughts and comments on uh, Facebook as well and email too. I always love hearing that stuff. If you want to send in your Daikaiju discussion homework, which is for... Good segue. Which is for uh, Rebirth of Mothra, which is the first Mothra remake film from 1996. And make sure you get that uh, to me before or on the 23rd of this month because like i said last time it's a crazy month here at the kaiju cast uh, and we got to be uh, prepped for recording at wonder northwest and um yeah that's pretty much it if you found the podcast through itunes or some other podcast directory make sure you point your web browser to kaijucast.com and see what we're all about i really have to up- update the uh about page mm. to include my co-hosts so hopefully I'll be getting some blurbs from them about the right. who they are, or I'll just have to make things up like I did about Martin. And uh, <laughs> Sounds kind of fun. Can I write Jeff's? You you know what? You should write Jeff's and Jeff should Jeff write yours. Jeff could write mine, yeah. I like that. Jeff Hardy probably has his own blurb. I oh, can write it still. I actually need to get one for you up on the commentary page too. Oh, oh commentaries. Oh, man. <sighs> so here's something about the commentaries, which have been going swimmingly so far. Uh you know, not a ton of people have downloaded those. I, I understand, like, the you, you see me do the pie thing before. So, like, if you imagine a pie. He's holding his hands up in the yep. shape of a pie, it's a, it's a which is also known circle. as a circle. <laughs> <laughs> so, if the you imagine the pie, right? So, this is all the people on the internet. Yes. And then you take a, a very small slice out of that. He's now holding his hands like a wedge. And that small slice represents the people on the internet that will listen to a podcast and then a much, 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 like a sliver of that podcast. He is that, now holding a much smaller wedge. Like a sliver. I'm helping. Is Yeah, you were definitely helping. And um, that is what uh, that is what I think represents the amount of people that would listen to a podcast about Godzilla. Now, the crumbs off the edge of that piece of pie, that's really what I expect uh, as far as numbers on people downloading the commentaries. But... You hear, so basically what he's saying is you're breaking his heart. Download the commentary. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying they're going okay so far. So yes. uh, we've got the two up. We've got Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidra, and we've got King Kong versus Godzilla. Hey, wait a second. Those are both the movies that are showing in uh, at the Historic Battle Theater in June. So maybe if you're like, man, I've seen those movies so many times, this would be a fantastic opportunity for you to download and listen to Audio commentaries while you're watching the film on the big screen. Don't you think, Heather? I think so. I think so. Uh, so that's, at, that's of course, at commentaries.kaijucast.com. 
The reason I brought it up in the first place, though, is that uh, we've already recorded our two. It's time for us to figure out what our third film is. And what I wanted to do was have that decided upon by the listeners. So keep your eye on the Facebook page for an informal poll where I'll throw out a few suggestions and you guys can say, yes, I want to see this, this or this or listen to this, this or this based off of, uh, you know, how interested you are in that particular film. I think I'm going to keep them Godzilla movies this time. Okay. You know, get us three Godzilla movies under our belt and then we'll move on to something like Atragon or Varan or something. Something fun. Something fun. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it. We're pretty much, we're out of time, folks. Out of time. Uh, But we are going to have one last thing to play. I said it earlier. Uh, This is Terror Mountain Showdown from Kodoja, uh, which is the upcoming release and uh, should be available June 1st. Make sure you check that out. Check out all the links in the show notes. Thanks again for writing all that awesome stuff to me. I really appreciate it. And, uh, and Heather, how do we end out all of our shows? Jamata. Jamata. Jamata.